Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Roman Show. I am your host, Rudolph Roman. On this episode for December 2nd, 2015, we welcome the lead singer of Bad Seed Rising, Francesca. Plus, what can WWE do to boost up the ratings? And Reebok clarifies the Anderson Aldo t-shirt. The Roman Show starts right now. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the Booster, go. Retro, go. Fido, go. Fido, Surgeon, go. Go. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control. Go. 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 We are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're go. Fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are go for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hey, welcome everyone. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks for tuning in on this episode, December 2nd, 2015. We welcome Francesca of Bad Seed Rising and a lot more. But we're going to get things started right here, right now with Reality Check. Remember to follow us on our Twitter account at The Roman Show. Visit our website, theromanshow.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Roman Show Media. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube account, youtube.com forward slash rromano201. Here we go, reality check coming up next. And now it's time to give you a reality check. Well, 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 lots to talk about here on Reality Check. Joining me on the other end, George Alonzo. George, be honest with me. Have you seen Monday Night Raw in the past few weeks? Uh, of course. Uh, hello, segment, Reality Check. Uh, how can I not be honest? Yes, I've been watching uh, Monday Night Raw, and uh, what can I say? It's been entertaining, to say the least. Foley thought about quitting uh, watching Monday Night Raw. He said that he's had enough, but two things caught his attention this week, and that's that Sasha Banks she came out to her original theme song and Charlotte showed some signs of a heel turn. Those are two things that kept him going. But Mick Foley's wants to say that, just like other fans, that Monday Night Raw is missing something, and that the ratings have gone down by 25%. And the WWE is very concerned. In fact, George, they emailed the WWE Fans Council a survey asking that why are the why are they these ratings going down? What is the proper reason here? Why are they flipping the channel? What's the reason? Of course, they they've done some things right, like bringing back Tommy Dreamer, a an ECW original, to join the Dudley Boys to take on the Wyatt family. Oh, okay, fine, we'll give you that much. That's a little bit of a surprise. George, something needs to be done, and Vince Russo has gone on and said that the USA Network is now at kind of 
having one eye open on the WWE and saying, hey, what's going on here, guys? What happened to all these ratings? Do we have to push the limit here? we have to push the button and make it just a little bit edgier? And hopefully we can make Monday Night Raw as good as it was back then? Uh, well, first and foremost, you, you brought up some great points, uh, you know, as far as like the surprise with Tommy Dreamer and, and, and a couple of uh, other things. But you and I had the discussion off air, obviously, a little earlier this afternoon. Uh, and, uh, I, and I told you, I feel like the WWE dropped the ball. And what I mean by that is that they had a huge opportunity to make top stars out of many, many superstars on their roster. But just like always, uh, you know, and, and Mick Foley pointed this out, so I'm only quoting something here. Uh, Mick Foley quoted to Vince McMahon in personal, uh, I believe it was tweet or, uh, or, or email, that he tweet, uh, messaged Vince McMahon saying, you're 70 years old, Vince. And Sasha is, uh, I believe, 25 or 26. Uh, I, I, I might be uh, quoting the, the age wrong there, and I do apologize. But basically, he says something along those lines, and he said, let her be herself. Let her be something different. Just because, you know, and, what I, and, what, and I'm seeing where Mick Foley's going with this. McFoley's saying, Vince, this is not the 1980s anymore. These are not the 1990s anymore. You know, the gobbledygooker back in the day, you know, what went over is not going to go over again today. So, and funny part is, yes, it's a, ter- it's a Thanksgiving tradition for the WWE to do it. But you obviously could tell they're still mentally, they're still stuck in the 1990s because you saw the gobbledygooker make a return at SmackDown. So it's like... Stop it! Stop it! We're in 2015, Vince. Wake up! See the changes that need to be done and how much it works out just by going to the WWE Network and watching NXT. If you look at NXT, George, they're not really basing it on all these cheesy, horrible storylines. They're really basing it on pure wrestling, and it's very successful. They pack arenas. I believe it was a week or two weeks ago on SmackDown, they had to bring in all the people in because they couldn't sell enough tickets to the show. Well, listen, for whoever is out there that listens to the Roman show and swears to say NXT, you know, needs the WWE to survive, you're dead as wrong because NXT sold out uh, what was it, the Bank Atlantic Center for SummerSlam, I, th- I think was the name uh, of the arena? Uh, well, they were, they were, remember, they were, they sold out the uh, New York, they sold it out in SummerSlam, over there in Brooklyn. The yep, Brooklyn. that's what I'm talking about. Like, the, the night before SummerSlam, they sold out by themselves. Not because, oh, uh, you know, John Cena was going to make a special appearance. No, they sold out, with only the main event being a ladder match between Finn Balor and Kevin Owens. The NXT does not need the WWE. Yes, it's a branch of the WWE. I'm not saying that, you know, hey, let's make your own promotion now and run with it. But what I'm saying is this. NXT is becoming way more entertaining than the WWE currently has. And that's because NXT is caring about the today's product 
while Vince is running Raw and SmackDown and running it like it was the 1980s and 1990s. Again, it is not that anymore. And and you know what? Something is here to point out. Sasha Bailey, the women's uh, champion or the Divas champion in NXT, she even was quoted as saying, listen, I, I don't want to go to the main roster yet. I think there's a lot of things happening. Good things are happening here in NXT. So even the people in NXT don't want to move up. I guess they just have too much fun. Yeah. Needless to say, WWE needs to shape up as far as what they put out there in the USA Network. And now with SmackDown moving into the USA Network, you really got to boost it up uh, because... Frankly, SmackDown is lacking big time. I know sometimes they base it more on wrestling, which is great, but they're not letting the characters and the athletes, they're not allowing them to be who they are. Well, we're going to switch topics now because Matt Hardy and Jeff Jarrett went at it one-on-one, toe-to-toe. And just previously, we were just having a conversation, George and I, at uh, WrestleCade, where Jeff Jarrett smashed Matt Hardy with a guitar but apparently there was a, an issue there with the guitar, and it ended up causing Matt Hardy a severe cut, sending him or rushing him to the hospital. And, well, good old Matt Hardy had to get 38 stitches just because of that bad guitar shot that did not break. Big gash on Matt Hardy's face. If you haven't seen it, we'll go ahead and put up the link there on, on, on our webpage on theromanshow.com. George, I, I honestly, I thought Jeff Jarrett was focused on his on his company, and now we hear that he's smashing people with his guitar, and they're not even breaking at other independent shows. Well, I'm sure that this is not looking good for Jeff Jarrett as far as his reputation is concerned. Uh, you know, a lot of accidents happen in the world of professional wrestling. Nothing is ever predicted. You know, you're only handed, you know, a certain prop or uh, or uh, item or whatever you want to call it, weapon. And, and, and you can't do nothing. It's not like they have a testing, you know, a dummy in the backstage and say, hey, th- is this working all right? And, you know, they don't. So they could only work with what they got, you know. But to be honest with you, I feel like, and I'm not calling Jeff Jarrett unprofessional because he's truly a big professional. He he is what he is. You know, we spoke with him, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a month or two ago uh, here on the Roman show. He's a top-notch professional, but for some reason, I felt like he was a little bit way too overconfident when it came to the uh, this issue, and I feel like he should have tested it a little bit just to make sure, like testing the waters, make sure everything was going to go okay and all that stuff, and I feel like that accident could have been avoided. Well, that's easy to say. One, uh, before we move to more topics here, I just want to mention that Kevin Owens was absent on Monday Night Raw, and well, WWE is confirming that he was ill. That's the reason uh, that he was not able to attend Monday Night Raw. And, there, and there's a guy right there. That, that's another guy that should definitely get uh, a bigger push. That could give you a whole lot more. But unfortunately, he's not giving the ability to. Just like what happened with Cesaro. And now, well, he's going down to, to, to get a, a surgery. Uh, Mr. Roman, if, I, if you don't mind me interrupting you. You know you're, you're doing something wrong. When, for Christ's sake, when the Intercontinental Champion is getting a lot more natural uh, heel heat, for you fans who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, what I mean is the fans booing, 
you know, a lot more natural heel heat than your current WWE heavyweight champion. You know when you did some bad booking there, okay? Something, something needs to get changed. I hope that now that the WWE send out these surveys to the WWE fan council, they'll get their feedback and some adjustments some adjustments will be made. Well, that pretty much sums it up here for the reality check. We'll be right back after this short break. Guys, I know how hard it is to work year-round, day-long, week-long. Then you come home and you get all this other stress. Well, let Massages and Space take care of you. That's massagesandspace.com. Check them out. They are located in Miami. All you got to do is buzz. give them a buzz. They'll treat your body right and trust me, you'll walk out massagesandspace.com Well, ladies and gentlemen, just a few seconds, we are going to bring in Francesca of Bad Seed Rising. They were a part of the concert or tour with Ghost Town, Danger Kids, and Bad Seed Rising. If you have not heard them yet, please do so. Go to Spotify or purchase their albums on iTunes. Great stuff from this young lady. She produces, she writes her own music, and and relates it really to her disease that she has. We're gonna go in depth in detail. You know, she she did suffer from depression. She puts all those words into her music and it really motivates a lot of people. But I want to bring up this great news because man, if this is the ultimate, I think that I, whew, let me just read this thing right here for you. Columbus, Ohio, May twentieth, twenty one, twenty two, get ready. Because of Map Free Stadium, Rock on the Range returns. That's the 10th anniversary Rock on the Range. But check out this lineup, man. You got Disturbed, Rob Zombie, Shinedown, Five Finger Death Punch, A Day to Remember, Bring Me the Horizon, Megadeth at the Drive-In, Lamb of God, 6 a.m., and many more. But the exclusive headline, the big, big band of the night or of the concert of the, of the actual event is none other than the Vets themselves. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Dude, I just can't explain to you how awesome that's going to be. And mind you, for those in Florida, Fort Rock will be releasing the lineup on December 7th on Monday. So stay tuned on their Facebook account and also right here on the Roman Show on our Facebook page. We'll post the lineup as we get it. But boy, what a lineup with Rock on the Rage. Totally excited about that. I can't wait to see it somehow, some way. We're going to welcome in now Francesca of Bad Seed Rising right here on The Roman Show. December 2nd, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Room, Fort Lauderdale. This band, this young band, is going to be hitting the stage with Ghost Town, Danger Kids, and a whole list of other bands. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome the lead singer of Bad Seed Rising. Francesca on the line right now. All the way from Illinois, where it's very cold uh, compared to down here in South Florida. But Francesca, thanks uh, for taking your time and speaking to us here on the Roman Show. Thank you for having me, dude. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, so, I mean, is this your first time that you guys are coming to Florida? Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a concert right now, my I, brother. <laughs> I hear that. I'm sorry, dude. Nah, it's all right. It's cool. Uh, is it the first time you guys are coming to Florida? So you've been here but before, but <laughs> any any uh, any pointers that other bands you've toured with have, have told you about Florida? Um, no, I've heard much about Florida. I mean, I'm really excited for it because I love 
just hoping there's no rain, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, no, we're, we have good weather right now. But let's talk about your tour right now. You're with uh, Danger Kid, Ghost Town, and a list of other bands. Uh, this tour, though, is during the holidays. How are you guys managing that? Since you got Thanksgiving coming up, you have, uh, obviously, Christmas, New Year's. Yeah, well, I mean, we're always going over Thanksgiving, yeah. and then we come back home, like, right before uh, uh, Christmas. So, you know, it's nothing It's nothing new. We've, uh, we've all had times where we had to be on the road. Like, Mason and I were out, um, I remember last year, two years ago, recording our album, mm-hmm. uh, when we had to Thanksgiving with each other, so... It's not bad. I mean, I love these guys, so there's nothing wrong with it. And how about with your family? Are you, are you guys trying to arrange something with your family, or do they, do they join you on tour for some of these uh, these um, um, shows, performances? Yeah, well, I know some some of our family, well, some of, I have the band coming down to wherever we're at for Thanksgiving to uh, spend Thanksgiving with us. Um, I know my parents can't do that, which is totally fine. It's understandable, obviously. They can't really, you know, just go over where we're at. talk about Seed Rising Music. You had your first EP, Charm City, last year. Then you have this year, A Place Called Home. How has been the reaction from the fans on tour uh, when they hear some of your lyrics, when you hear some of your songs? Um, they have been pretty, like, awesome. You know, uh, a lot of times, like, it's just, like, fans are just, like, or uh, the audience is just kind of, like, uh, just standing there not really enjoying, or, like, I guess they are just, like, you know, just taking in what they're hearing and what they're seeing. So they just, like, kind of take it in for a good minute. But then after, like, you know, by the end of the show, everyone's already headbanging and, like, getting into the into the crowd or into the music, which is really, really cool. You know, and we've been getting a lot of, like, positive feedback from all the fans from our, uh, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, which is really, it's heartwarming to hear, you know, and to read, to see us, like, impacting people. Yeah, and I commend you guys. You know, young and you're kicking butt on on stage. I want to talk about some of your your, your music, some of your lyrics that you have personally written. ADHD. I know this is something close to you, uh, but you know, I was listening to one of them. One of the lyrics said, "I need him now." You're, I believe you're referring to the drugs there, the medication. Can you take us back? Because uh, I understand that you had suffered with depression. Do you still suffer with depression? That this is a way of helping you out with music. It's your medication. Yeah, well, um, ADHD is pretty much about ADHD. Well, technically ADD. I have ADD, major ADD. It's crazy. So, um, I used to take Ritalin and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, I mean, I, I loved taking Ritalin because it made me fucking wired. And I was just like, fuck yeah, you know, uh-huh. all the time. And a maximum is like 100 all the freaking time. And, and you know... I guess I kind of stopped doing that, though, because it's just not good. You know, really, like, kills people. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, I mean, there's not really, but with ADD, it's not much of a struggle. It's just hard to stay focused. But with depression, it's, it's really difficult. I've been dealing with depression since I was about seven years old. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when I was, like, seven, around that age, or I think maybe beyond that, actually. I forget. I had a very, like, messed up childhood. Like, I can't really, not messed up in a way, it's just, like, I can't really remember my childhood because of the Ritalin. Wow. Uh, but, 
Yeah, and um. Are you coping better I remember now? Just, though? Like thinking like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, especially this year. Like during January this year, I was having a shit fest. Like it was everything was just horrible for me. Like even positive things that I was hearing is just like fuck, whatever, fuck that, you know. Like this is as far as I go. Like I just like, like my biggest fear is becoming a burnt out like kid. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess I started just thinking that I was already there. Um, but I don't know. During February. April, I was really, like, motivated to, like, make myself feel better, because, you know, depression doesn't go away. You can't just say it's going to go away, and then it's going to go away. You have to work for your happiness, you know? It's, like, the hardest thing you could ever go through in your entire life. Um, So, you know, I just spent a lot of time just focusing on myself and just doing things that the depression wouldn't let me do, you know? Because, I mean, you can always do things, but, like, oh, you can do whatever you want, but sometimes, like, your depression just, you know, demotivates you. Or I think that's a word, I don't know. But, like, it just makes you not want to do anything. So I just started doing things that, like, depression didn't let me do. You know? And then I just, like, started becoming more of myself and understanding who I was and just becoming happy. You know, and now I'm pretty happy. I mean, like, every now and then I, like, fall back in and out of the void, but I force myself not to go into it. You know, I just remind myself every single day I have so much to live for. Like, people at my age, you know, even older than me would die like, be in my place. Not trying to say it in a horrible, like, in a condescending way, but in a way that, like, you know, I understand my blessings, and I'm, like, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, and you sure have, and I'm sure going on tour and watching all these people jam to your music is a way for you to cope and understand that uh, that what you're doing is a special talent that not too many people have. Yeah, man. And, and at that break, yeah, I, I have some of the band, uh, the the fans, gone up to you and, and and tell you, hey, you know, from just guy, I I I feel, I understand you. I've been in that situation. Thank you for writing that. It, it reminded me that I'm not the only one. I haven't gotten a lot of those, mm-hmm. but I have gotten a lot of positive feedback by our by our song "Carry On," mm-hmm. um, because you know this album was written at a time like you know I wasn't feeling very happy all the time but you know I was like damn I need to write a song where everyone can listen to it and you know it motivates them to feel better and like do better as a person and I get I actually get a lot of um, positive feedback you know exactly what I wanted to hear for the song Carry On you know I just wanted to like promote well-being and just you know people to be happier and just like to keep persevering even though they're going through like a really shitty time in their life and and, and with this music though when you write the lyrics and you were in a depression state. Do you cry while you're writing this, or just in, how how is it that you go into the writing process with this? I don't cry. I just like I don't know. I just when I, I writing isn't just solely all together. Was like writing is like a long time. Like it takes like a long time. Like I'll just I have notebooks and I'll just write constantly in them. You know whatever I'm feeling. Or if I just like a word, I'll write it down in my notes or anything. Just like. Like, I'll write down two lines together, you know? And then, like, I'll just, like, put it together in a song and write a story with it um, while I listen to the song. Because, like, sometimes songs have different meanings, like, even without the lyrics. Like, if you just hear the, the instrumental of the song, it, it, it explains something, you know? Sometimes you see colors or sometimes you just feel different things when you listen to just the music, not even the lyrics. Now, going on tour with bands like Hailstorm, Three Doors Down, Daughter, I mean... These are big time bands that have a strong following and, and have meant a lot to the 
the metal community, the rock community. How did it feel? Were you nervous to go and play on the same stage that these people were playing on? Yeah, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I just kind of focused on myself and, you know, us as a band. And we just, you know, we were just excited to play our music and share our music. And we just, we hoped that those people could, like, you know, like our music and just take us under their wing. You know, and if they don't like it, like, you know, we just say, fuck it. You know, not everyone's going to like your music. Uh-huh. So. Well, I like your attitude, you know. that That is an attitude, especially, you know, this type of business. You have to have that thick skin. To take your music, your your talent, your art, so so others can appreciate it. So you definitely have a thick skin. Yeah. And and, and it's, it's more than I. You need it. You definitely need it for this stuff. Well, Francesca, I want to thank you so much for speaking to us. I look forward to seeing you guys uh, live on stage at the Coach Room December second with uh, Ghost Town, Danger Kids, and so much more. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm a big fan of Danger Kids. Do you, do you go outside after your performance and listen to the other bands sometimes? Oh, yeah, definitely. Those guys are awesome to see because they get the crowd so much more pumped up than I do. Like, like I, I watch them every night. I'm just like, damn, I wish I could get the crowd pumped as they do. <laughs> They're really good at what they do, so I admire them for that. Awesome, Jessica. I look forward to seeing you right here live then in the coach room December 2nd. Check out their music right now. It's actually, you can listen to it uh, on, on Spotify. I think check it out on iTunes. It's on there right now to speak. Thanks so much, Francesca, for your time. Thank you so Thank much, dude. Appreciate it. Thank you. In de- see you in December. Right, Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Guys, I know how hard it is to work year-round, day-long, week-long. Then you come home and you get all this other stress. Well, let Massages in Space take care of you. That's massagesinspace.com. Check them out. They are located in Miami. All you got to do is give them a buzz. And they'll treat your body right. And trust me, you'll walk out like brand new. Massagesinspace.com And now, it's time to give you a reality check. All right, this is MMA Showdown, and boy, I want to just start off straight from the get-go. What a great fight between Benson Henderson and George Masvidal. We had Masvidal here in the program recently, and kudos to him. He took this fight on last notice. He was scheduled to fight another fighter, but he stepped up to the plate and faced Ben Henderson in the main event. Ben Henderson, a former champion and a guy who has a lot of experience, not to take anything away from Masvidal because he's too... Is a very crafty veteran, but Henderson, a champion and very uh, that part of the elite squad, right, of athletes in the in MMA. And needless to say, well, Masvidal is right there, and he proved it as him and and uh, Henderson went toe to toe in a very strategic MMA fight, very competitive on both ends in that Walter Wade clash. But the the story comes out that after the fight, Ben Henderson took off his fighting gloves. Which signifies basically you're hanging up your boots, you know, you're hanging up your gloves. You're going to quit, you're leaving, you're retiring. Well, it turns out, George, that Henderson says that no, he, he's not he's not leaving the UFC or he doesn't plan to because he plans to retire in the UFC. But he did say that he will test the free agency market. And Road FC, a company based out of Korea where his mother is from and he fought in Korea this past weekend. Uh, has offered him $200,000. He's 
Now, they did not go into detail as far as if it's a one, one-shot deal, if it's a contract. We don't know yet, but it's interesting to know, George, because now it opens up that opportunity for other fighters and for the UFC to up up their ante when it comes to a contract. We all know how much this is a big deal in the in, in, in MMA and the UFC um, with that Reebok deal the UFC had. You know, MMA is unlike boxing where boxers are giving millions of dollars for a fight. Your UFC fighters are not making that much money unless it's a, you know from the endorsements that you get. But now with a re- Reebok deal, that has been thrown out the window. So it's, it's, it's interesting to note that a, a promotion from Korea is already saying, hey, like, we'll give this guy 200 grand. And I think, you know, when there is competitiveness from other companies, that just makes fighters valuable and work harder, George. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's it's all about that. It's, it's about... <clears throat> It's all about the uh, the competition. But going back to Ben Henderson and and even him possibly, you know, working Korea, you know, it, it's let me just say this for the record. A lot of great athletes fought overseas. Okay? And you know whether they started here in the United States or or they didn't. A lot of people went over overseas and they just got better. So what I'm saying is this, Yes, Ben Henderson is he wants to retire in the UFC. He wants to, you know, uh, continuously fight here in the United States. But now, let's say if he does fight in Korea, okay? Let's say for the the, the lack of thereof uh, that he fights in Korea. What does what can America expect out of or out of a already great fighter in Ben Henderson? We've seen so many great fighters become greater once they get back from outside the U.S., okay? Mirko Krokop, for instance. Uh, that's, that's a good, uh, you know, example. Uh, let me see. Rampage has had a couple stints in Japan. Uh, it, it's it, it, freaking... Uh, you, you could go on... Yep, over him. But it, it, it shows in the records that once the – and I'm not saying Japan or Korea or Germany is the place to be for these MMA fighters. Hey, MMA is a growing sport, and it continues to grow, and I respect it 100%. But let me tell you something. If you think you're great now here in the United States, you're going to be greater when you come back from out overseas. How? I don't know. <laughs> is it a super serum they're giving them in Japan? I don't know. But somehow I'm expecting Ben Henderson to come back greater when he fights in Korea. Exactly. That needs to be discussed. It's not the first time that this has happened. But Reebok, uh, you know, they have a deal with the UFC as far as licensing and apparel. It turns out that they have made another blunder. Reebok put out or released a new Anderson Silva t-shirt, but they're Happened to have been an issue there because, well, on the T-shirt it says Anderson Aldo. They mixed their Anderson Silva and they mixed in Jose Aldo. It started trending all over social media. It was all over the websites as far as MMA news. And Reebok took note of it. They took notice of it. They put out a press release saying that, unfortunately, an error was made at one of our printing facilities. We are currently working to rectify the issue. Mind you, this image of the shirt was posted on their website. 
And not only that, it's not the first time that they make a mistake. When they released the uh, the fight kits earlier on this year, there were mistakes from left to right. And they have listed Rafael Dos Anjos as the current UFC interim lightweight champion, not the lightweight champion. I hope Reebok could come up with some sort of uh, adjustments very quickly and avoid the blunders. I mean, mistakes are made all the time, George, but gosh, if you have a deal and you're trying to promote some fighters here and you're flipping the names, I mean, you're you're, you're basically uh, causing like mutant fighting names. I, I, I don't understand. How can you get some names mixed up here? Well, I'm going to start this off with a joke and, and say uh, I'm going to look out and see if the Reebok would be affiliate of the Roman show because maybe they could turn into the Alonso show. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to look out for that. But no, like in all seriousness, there's a saying, fool me once, shame on you. Or fool me twice, shame on me fool me a third time, then there's an issue. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, if something needs to get done. And I don't know if it's an employee or they're just, you know, lacking on upgraded material. But listen, enough with the excuses. You know, we could hear you say, oh, it's a printing problem. Oh, it's this employee or it's that employee. Until you get enough. And let me tell you, the UFC is not a company you really want to be losing. Uh, you know, because that that's a multi-billion-dollar company, so so to lose an affiliate like that is a big lump sum of money being lost. Definitely got to get their straight their 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 cookie straight up there at Reebok. I want to end this segment on a final note, George. The UFC basically opened the way today. They broke ground, a hundred and eighty thousand square foot campus. In Vegas, it's going to be the new home of the UFC. And the cool part about it is that while fighters are competing, we're not really competing, but they're throwing in the names already in the hat as to what area of the building they are going to have their names posted on it. For example, when you go to the new UFC headquarters in Vegas, which is scheduled to open up in February of 2016, when you walk in the hallways, you might come across a Chuck Liddell Lounge or an Anderson Silva Conference Room or a Ronda Rousey Restaurant. Here's the ticker, though, George. The bathrooms still don't have any names. Who would you put out there? Hmm. Uh, who would I put in the bathrooms? They need a name. You know, I think out of retaliation or out of uh, kind of like a, you know, a little low blow there, named the bathroom after Tito Ortiz. <laughs> since those two, since Dana White and Tito Ortiz don't see eye to eye. Right, that that could be done, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Does not get very well with the UFC after what occurred with him and 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 his issue with the NSASC and the the uh, steroid abuse or there are PEDs uh, and abuse. Well, I was just going to say, because I'm just not a big fan of his uh, big country, Roy Nelson, but it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, good save there. Good save. Thanks so much for joining us, man, and we'll catch you right here next week on The Roman Show as we tackle down MMA 
like we do every single week. Guys, I know how hard it is to work year-round, day-long, week-long. Then you come home and you get all this other stress. Well, let Massages and Space take care of you. That's MassagesandSpace.com. Check them out. They are located in Miami. All you got to do is give them a buzz. They'll treat your body right and trust me, you'll walk out like brand new. MassagesandSpace.com. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. That pretty much concludes this episode of The Roman Show. I want to give you a very special thanks for tuning in. Make sure to visit our website, theromanshow.com. Follow us on Twitter, at RomanDH. That's personally me. And at The Roman Show, the show's Twitter account. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Roman Show Media. Check out our YouTube channel. We're going to have a an exclusive interview with bodybuilding great Mr. Olympia, four-time Mr. Olympia, Jay Cutler, right here on The Roman Show. Look forward to speaking to Jay and catching up with him after his, well, his bodybuilding competition days. He's no longer competing, but what is he up to? You know, what does a bodybuilder do after he's competed on the grandest stage of them all? And that's the Mr. Olympia. Check that out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash allromano201. With that said, we'll catch you next time. Remember, if you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. <laughs>